so I was wondering how to start this podcast, and I think the mm-hmm. only way to start it is by an original piece that I wrote. Oh. Not based off of any movie okay. or comic book series or television show. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not at all. Um, okay. And it goes a little something like this. Another look, another look, does whatever a movie podcast does. Watches <laughs> movies with their friends <laughs> and talks about, I don't know. That's the end. <laughs> I'm not coming up with anything else. <laughs> you were so close. I know. I, to finishing. I, yeah, like hitting that big high note. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, that was great. Maybe on the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, Reference to the Simpsons movie. <laughs> Spider Pig. <laughs> that was, you have no idea how big Spider Pig was as like in middle school. Yeah. You know, like it being in middle school and Spider Pig was talk of the town, joke of the year. That was 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. somewhere around I there. I can't remember. I saw it in the theater. I like the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. Yeah. I know a lot of people say it's past the point um mm-hmm. of like Simpsons, you know, eventually. Yeah just falling into mediocrity but i think it's pretty funny mm-hmm. it's got spider pig in it <laughs> yeah that's a classic it's got that joke where it's like between the rock and a hard place <laughs> but it's like literal mm-hmm. and it's got that guy <laughs> okay, yeah it's got that guy he's like something strange about that sop sign <laughs> and instead of stop it says stop. <laughs> i think Silly. yeah you know there's good yeah. stuff there yeah the part when um lisa like writes the notes on the glass of the dome or whatever Mm -hmm. and then like they play or i remember that being a cool moment yeah or or the the other kid writes the notes yeah they're like talking to each other through the dome Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, it's yeah kind of a fun movie but Mm -hmm. we're not here to talk about spider pig we're here to talk (laughs) about spider man he's a man that's right I mean, he he is in a way. He's also a yeah. loser. Mm-hmm. He's a teen. <laughs> Not quite a man. Not just quite yet. a man. Not a boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is, if you couldn't tell, this is my pick for the week. Good one. Um, Spider-Man 2002, directed by Sam Raimi. Whoa. Kind of, I don't know, a spur of the moment pick. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. rewatching these films for a while now. I saw that they went on Disney Plus, so mm. a lot of people are mm-hmm. having a new way to access them. Cool. Um, we did not watch it on Disney Plus. We watched it mm-hmm. on good old fashioned Blu-ray. Yeah, your special edition. It, oh yeah. Um, and so I was like, why not? I, I feel like a lot of people when they talk about this trilogy, they talk yeah. about the second one for sure. The first one definitely still gets it the conversation in, particularly with Willem Dafoe's performance. Yeah. Uh, and then I feel like the third one is mostly talk about you know the uh, the goofy peter parker and the studio meddling and mm-hmm. i feel like it get it gets lost in discourse i'm a fan of it yeah. but i also know a lot of people don't like it yeah so i feel like that one gets brought up because of it it being bad <laughs> or I, you, you know maybe we should have done three because i feel <laughs> like there's a lot of merit to three yeah, um, I think I only saw it the one time. I maybe have seen it again since the first time in the theater. Sure. But, you know, I think it was one of those, I just never really returned to it. Also, because it was kind of like, not the best, you know. Right. Um, 
It de- it definitely scene. kind of like I don't know. It I feel like people hit a peak with Spider-Man mm-hmm. and then, you know, around that same time soon after Iron Man came out, Dark Knight came out. Mm-hmm. In a way, this type of superhero movie yeah, that Sam yeah. Raimi brings to the table was almost out of fashion at that point. Yeah, like a true comic book mm-hmm. uh, adaptation on the screen. But what I'll say about also why I wanted to pick it was because I, I don't know, comic book movies in general are starting to see, I think, a change in the tide. Uh, mm-hmm. Endgame was kind of the the high point of the MCU uh mm. we have a lot you know we have guardians coming out and I'm the and that. the eternals so or not the eternals oh, what yeah. am i saying the marvels that's what I okay meant. yeah sure and the internals are who yeah. gives a fuck about <laughs> i didn't the et- see the me eternals, neither i can't but... be you know i i can't talk shit unless i've watched it i mean i've seen <laughs> yeah. plenty of out of context clips on twitter i've heard it's not great but... it probably isn't but you know yeah. we'll leave it yeah um but yeah, I feel like the MCU in general is kind of on shaky ground in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are starting to fight back against their formulaic plots, their interconnected characters, yeah. fan service. Uh, a lot of that mm-hmm. is being more, I think, talked about with the general public. Whereas like Endgame and like Infinity War, that era, I feel like Marvel could do no wrong. People mm-hmm. were eating that shit up and it was it was pretty... It was pretty, like, ceaseless. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the endeavor of connecting 20 movies is, like, insane. Oh, yeah. it's It paid off in a big way for Marvel yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you can't deny of how it, you know, put things together yeah. and how it kind of came out in this climactic fashion. But also, there's a, lot of, there's a lot to be said about what it did to the business surrounding it. You know, mm-hmm. like when this giant behemoth of a business model pushes its way through multiplexes, yeah. what happens to the movies on the outskirts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I feel like it was a good idea, at least for me, to be like, well, I want to think back to the what were comic book movies before the behemoth and kind of talk a yeah. little bit about maybe some stuff that got lost in translation when they just started to churn out three a year and you started to see this yeah. grand master plan happen mm-hmm. with Marvel and people were starting to really kind of take it in. Yeah, it's just become a new genre now, like the Western, mm-hmm. you know, like there's always going to be a Western made, yeah. you know, no matter what decade it is. Um, now just throw superheroes into the genre, you know, of like action movies mm-hmm. and just like, Oh, here's another superhero movie. Like here's another character we haven't tapped into or something new, but in this, like in this new genre now. Right. But yeah, like Batman Begins, I feel like from 2005, the yeah. first of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, I feel like that one really kind of cracked it all open to sure. like the the realism, the seriousness. Um but Spider-Man here I like it also is like realistic or mm-hmm. it has a sense of realism that I feel like you know that is gonna happen in the batman begins and then everyone's gonna copy those but yeah like you were saying that kind of like altered the tide whereas right before it even more comic booky is spider-man 
Yeah. Like, and Sam Raimi just makes a comic book movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Like all of his movies, like the compositions, the style, like the camera movements, the the pacing, you know, the it just feels like you're seeing a frame of a comic book and then you're mm-hmm. looking at the next frame and the way scenes cut together is like you turn the page and boom, you're in another, another spot. Like some of the compositions in Spider-Man was even making me feel like there was space for a speech bubble or I was imagining like the speech bubble during all the dialogue, yeah. you know, cause there are a lot of like, they're just a, the the compositions are very much like you're looking at panels in a comic book, which is so cool. Well, do you, do you like the Warriors? Didn't see it. Never seen it. Mm-mm. Well, the Warriors with by Walter Hill is very much like comic book esque, and there was like an edition that was going around for a long time. I'm not sure if it's the main edition now, but it it would essentially with transitions it would freeze. And it would kind of become like rotoscoped in a way. Oh, and it would look like a comic and it would say like, meanwhile. Oh. And then it would move over to the next scene and then it would de like rotoscope or whatever. And yeah. it, then it would become just like a standard frame again. Oh, cool. Cool. And it was like, it's it's funny because like, I don't, I didn't really like that. Okay. Because like, what's cool about this movie is that you feel that same energy, but yeah. Sam Raimi never has to do that Mm -hmm. he kind of just he'll give you an establishing shot and you can almost just like imagine it being in a comic anyway totally um like all the establishing shots of uh norman osborne's house which is like Mm -hmm. kind of high gothic and like really elaborate there's like so many great moments where you or uh you look at the oscorp like facility and Mm -hmm. stuff you're like god it's just right out of a comic book yeah um and I've been actually rereading the early like Stan Lee, Steve Ditko run of Spider-Man. That's cool. And just finding so much of the same sensibility in this movie as you do yeah. in the comics. And it's mm. so tonally accurate. Like, Oh, man, that's awesome. And that I think that's what makes it super exciting. Um, but the movie finds a lot of ways of transcending that. And like really becoming its own thing with like the cinematic form. Like you start yeah, with... Yeah. The Danny Elfman score right at the beginning. Oh, dude. The opening credits are unbelievable mm-hmm. and so breathtaking. Um, and I think like kind of that is the entire beginning as to kind of like, you know, where we'll, you know, where everything starts. Like that's the yeah. that's the energy, mm-hmm. the the tension, just the beautiful sweeping kind of yeah. escapism of this movie. It all starts with the opening like- credits. <laughs> but the opening credits Mm-hmm. You had an idea as to like mm-hmm. the spine tingling or like spider sense <laughs> yeah. energy of it all right Dude, from yeah, the beginning. And the the webs, yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool to kind of imagine seeing for the first time some of those like graphic openings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure movies have been doing that, but I feel like now a lot more you know frequently it's like have the cool graphic opening you know and credit ending part right you know, it's not just like normal credit stuff anymore yeah I, like i'm not saying that there aren't cool credit sequences like of course there yeah. are many but yeah this movie there's like something about this opening it's mm-hmm. perfectly tied with my nostalgia of seeing it as a young boy yeah. but like yeah. oh my god i find it really 
just it sets the tone like mm-hmm. very few movies. Like I would mm-hmm. I would name mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. name in terms of just like immediate things I'm thinking of um oh my god there has to be another one on my mind. Uh uh Mulholland Drive. Okay. With like the kind of the shadowy drive itself mm-hmm. up Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot out there that I could name, but Spider-Man yeah. 1 is up there. It's on the short yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like I immediately am into the vibe, the yeah, aesthetic, like yeah. we're ready to go. Um, I will also say a big name jumps out immediately that mm. I think is like, oh, yeah, this is the type of movie we're going to get, which is screenplay by David Kep, yeah. who wrote the screen treatment for Jurassic Park, Damn. The First Mission Impossible, okay. Panic Room. Well, all right. Panic Room's dope. You no, know, like... He's also written some stinkers. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we won't, you know, we're not going to act like this is the reason this movie works. But yeah. there One is, as we were talking about, as we were watching this movie, every scene matters. Man. Every scene of, every line of dialogue is pivotal like everything like leads from one thing yeah, to the next yeah it's propulsive it moves mm, um that's good and i think one of the main reasons beyond hiring sam raimi for this was like oh, one of the most energetic energetic yeah just like you can he's just bursting with energy directors mm-hmm. of yeah. all time uh david kep knows how to structure a script for real uh the first act like I mean, I think you, he gets bitten by the spider in like the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's really mm-hmm. quick, but mm-hmm. it never feels too fast. It feels like when you read the comic, it's like the first three pages. Yeah. It's, it's pretty immediate. Yeah. Um, it's a well paced film mm-hmm. with the, the scenes. Yeah. And just, they feel so light and, uh, and just like no, you know, no frills. Yeah. No, it's it, like just what you need. It it really it starts you off on a great note with all the intro stuff and the movie pretty much right away knows exactly how to handle its parts, all mm-hmm. the different characters, the thematic elements are woven in really well. Mm-hmm. Um on its own, it is just a really strong screenplay and yeah. just a really strong like screen story. Like just watching it unfold on screen is really like there's a reason why it works, yeah, and there, there's a reason why it like it appeals to people because of the heart of the story mm-hmm. and the relatability of Peter Parker, but also just like how well it's told, how well yeah. how well you know these actors give life to the script is really astonishing. Um, I definitely um, take for granted how good of a movie this is. I I saw it in the theater, and I really like Spider Man for sure. Batman's like my favorite Mm -hmm. but like spider-man is a very close second um also i love drawing spider-man because you can like put him in any position you know with his body um and um you know seeing it in the theater and it just being like that was awesome you know Mm -hmm. and then seeing it multiple times after that and then all of the memes that make it you know keep it relevant and Mm -hmm. then no way home with Mm -hmm. the like getting a little extra of the Sam Raimi yeah. trilogy. Um, you know, just feeling like it's so in my head that even though it's probably been 10 years since I've watched it, mm-hmm. um, it just like, I just remember it so vividly. Like as we're going through it, I'm like, oh, I love this little detail coming up, you know? Yeah. And, and this viewing was like really great to 
to break down like how just an effective movie it is and to appreciate just like how well crafted right because like th- that was one of the reasons why i thought maybe it wasn't the best choice for another look because it's a movie i've seen countless mm-hmm. times i really mm-hmm. can't say mm-hmm. and so i was like you know is it worth just revisiting? Because like I feel like I can play it in my head, yeah. And I know every like shot choice, every line of dialogue, every mm-hmm. sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it, I was like surprised by how much there was that was fresh to me, yeah. And what was new, and like what kind of like hit my nerves in a different way, and yeah. I was like shocked by this, and like kind of more moved by that, mm-hmm. and um. So that's kind of that's what was exciting. You know, there's movies that are larger than life. They're big commercial popcorn events. Yeah. They kind of just exist in the popular consciousness because everybody sees it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is a little bit of like just because it's going to make all its money and then some it's immediately a success because of the name on it. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we then discuss it as a movie? You know, how do you break it? How do you, I guess, like divorce it from its context of like mm. biggest thing ever? Yeah. You know, because when people would want to criticize Endgame when it came out, you yeah. know, and they're like, how can you talk about that as a movie movie versus everything else that came before and after it? You know? Yeah. There, there's, there are conversations like that that need to be had. Um, so then talking about this movie, it's kind of exciting because you're like, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's let's break down why Sam Raimi would put a single frame of... Uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond yeah, yeah. in the moment where Spider-Man or Peter Parker is transforming into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that? Oh, <laughs> I know why. Because he made the Evil Dead films. But <laughs> <laughs> That's so um, cool. That's awesome you pointed that out. I I noticed it this time for sure. I'm sure <laughs> I had noticed it other times, but it's so fast. And uh, I was like, oh, that was a cool shot of Tobey Maguire's eye. Like, <laughs> you know. And then you were like, that's a shot from a different movie. It's like, oh, man, that's so cool. It's super, it's super sick. I also love, he also used some stuff from the uh, Darkman movie. Like he Mm. reused some like some some assets that like weren't like put in the final version of Darkman in that same scene. So like I think it's like the oh. the circular veins or whatever you see like oh. the of the circulatory system. I don't know yeah. like what that is that he used, cool. but there's part of that that was from Darkman too. Wow. Um, which Darkman like the Darkman and yeah. this are not that different. <laughs> yeah. They're really yeah. not. Yeah. Like you know, Darkman proves that he can make something like spider-man i mean of course dark man is a little bit more pulpy a little more noir Mm -hmm. monster Mm -hmm. movie flavored Mm -hmm. but spider-man is just as much you know very much like a monster movie transformation yeah there's a lot of high melodrama and how he is working with his powers and the how it affects the people that he loves and all of that so Mm -hmm. it's working in a similar like heightened register that Mm. uh sam raimi loves to dabble in right yeah um so i guess i'm curious as to like as you're watching this like what are the elements that stick out when you return to to a movie you've seen so much or like you know so well supposedly yeah i think this time really was just the the script like the story Mm -hmm. um just how like how finely threaded it all feels um Mm -hmm. the one one part that stands out um that i remember on this rewatch um is when 
they're in the hospital later. Aunt May's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And Peter and MJ are there. And Peter's like telling MJ, you know, that he loves her. But it's from the, you know, he's saying it's what he said to Spider-Man about mm-hmm. how she's great. And anyway, Aunt May overhears that. And then the next scene is Aunt May and Peter talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're talking about MJ and and everything. And then Aunt May says, everybody knows, you know, you got a thing for her. Mm-hmm. And then that line makes Peter go, well, if everybody knows, shit, the Green Goblin probably knows. Mm-hmm. So I got to, like, get the hell out of here and make sure she's okay or something. Right. You know, and just that, like, it just feels so natural that they would be talking about this. um, And then she would say that line. But then that line, like doubling as the propulsion for then Mm -hmm. the next scene, you know, or just giving Peter that insight to be like, oh, damn, I didn't think about that. You know, that especially by this point, you know, the green goblin like knows who he is yeah Um, there's kind of a similar thing with the with when aunt may gets attacked too like mm -hmm. there's like something that happens that like makes him realize that she's in danger and then literally the next scene is her praying on her bed and he like barges in with the glider like intense shit really scary and then him going like finish it because she's saying the our father oh my god it's scary sinister and and then of course, he knows that it was the Green Goblin because she's being wheeled into the hospital and she's in a state of hysteria. Mm-hmm. And she's like, those eyes, those horrible yellow eyes. Yeah. And you're like, of course this is Sam Raimi making this. Like, there's yeah. never a moment where you doubt that, you know, the guy the guy knows images and he knows, like, kind mm-hmm. of kickers, like horror movie kickers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the stuff mm-hmm. that kind of make you think, oh, shit, like, that image is in my head now yeah. of like the eyes, you know, yeah. and it kind of makes you pay attention to something that you wouldn't normally think about, I guess, in terms of the mm-hmm. green goblin is like the glowing eyes yeah. of, of the mask and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this entire movie is so cool because uh, one of the reasons Sam Raimi got hired was that he had an extensive comic collection and, That's awesome. and he like enjoyed Spider-Man. He was like his favorite hero growing up. That's cool. So, you know, a lot of, I feel like every director nowadays is hired, you know, the, the, the one thing they say on their press tour is like that they were a huge fan of this thing, mm-hmm. which like, of course you're a huge fan of it. Now you're making it and you're getting paid mm-hmm. a bunch of money to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I believe it like from every frame of yeah. this movie, I believe that not only did Spider-Man inform his like films as a filmmaker, like I feel mm-hmm. like just even before he was tasked to make For Spider-Man, sure. but now that he's tasked with the movie itself, you can just you can feel the the personality and like the eagerness to get this on the screen mm-hmm. in a really like really strong way. Yeah, um, just everything about it is firing on all cylinders. Like yeah, the the themes, the the tone, like, and it feels like a perfect adaptation mm-hmm. of the source material too. It's like, uh, you know, it's got that like gee whiz kind of mm-hmm. feeling, um, and like. It just feels like, you know, it's funny. It's kind of silly. A little quirky and kind of a little corny. Yeah, corny. Yeah, But like not, 
that that's uh that's not in any way derogatory we're not no, that yeah. you know that's what you want with mm-hmm. something like this it's it's like just reminds me of jokes in a comic mm-hmm. you know just like that it's not super serious but you know but it can be yeah you know that it, it gets there for sure i think a lot of people especially younger uh audiences now who have been raised on the tom holland version sure. um find they go back to these movies and i've i've seen comments as to this one is a little there's too many tonal changes it can't mm. quite decide on something mm. but to me it's like i feel like sam raimi works with these high like elements like these really intensified Mm. moments and going from one to the next feels like a comic book in a way that i don't think many other movies do yeah yeah uh because you you know you'll go from like an emotional scene with with uh mj and peter Mm -hmm. and then right from that she's getting attacked by like these very comic book-esque bad guys yeah and then spider-man comes in and there's this beautiful moment between them which is Mm -hmm. one of the most iconic movie kisses of all time oh yeah Mm-hmm. And from there, you see how their their relationship just from that scene where he kind of is following her, I guess, or like <laughs> yeah, waiting right. outside her audition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's like, "Hey, how'd your audition go?" <laughs> Clearly, you know what's up. Like, you've been pro- yeah. he's probably been standing out there for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like how Peter and MJ talk versus how he's able to talk as Spider Man yeah. is so comic booky, mm-hmm. and it like as much as these things might feel very different. Yeah. The way that they come together in the edit and how it like moves is super just like pristine. Like oh, I love God, it. Yeah. Um, it's so good. It, it hits really hard. Um, but this entire cast is great. Like, yes, I, I don't know. I MJ for me, like Kirsten Dunst is wonderful. Um, and she really, she doesn't quite hit the notes of MJ being like, I don't know. A, a total bombshell if that mm-hmm, makes sense mm-hmm. um i mean kirsten dunce is a total bombshell but yeah. the way that she's per- portrayed in the movie is a little more subdued kind of yeah um but i think that makes her more relatable at the end mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. so that but i know some people have problems with her and of course the ages of everybody is just like they're they all look a little bit older than yeah, they should be but yeah. it's okay like <laughs> i think toby's fantastic yeah. and great yeah james franco is awesome Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his uh, his like transformation too through this movie is really cool as a character. No, he he's great because at the beginning he's just he, he it's so clear that he's living under his father's shadow. He's good friends with Peter. Mm-hmm. By the middle, you can tell he's stressed out about school because he's trying to. He's kind. You can tell he's decided to like be his father's successor yeah. or or escape his father's shadow by being more successful than him. Mm. And then by the end, when the Green Goblin is, of course, killed by, not by Spider-Man, but as a result of fighting Spider-Man, then he, he fully becomes like this, you know, this new version of like his dad in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, Yeah. Thinking of the costume, we were mm -hmm. talking about that, like he's wearing all black by the end, like suit. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, in the beginning when they're going to the the museum you know right he's got the like you know puffy jacket or whatever like he just looks very casual yeah very super casual n- trying not to look rich mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. by the end he's fully like tech tech son type of yeah. thing like a yeah. total a total dick um but like <laughs> you can tell that his emotions come from a real place yeah. just like every other character in this movie mm-hmm. 
there's a real sensibility of it being grounded in spite of all the filmmaking kind of kind of taking you away on these yeah. big grand gestures and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause by the second one, he is fully like, I'm sponsoring Dr. Octavius and it's going to put Oscorp back on the map. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so mm-hmm. confident, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, he just hates Spider-Man <laughs> and yeah. he's fucking traumatized yeah. because of what happened. Um, yeah. It's so, um, so close to like, uh, Harry and Peter teaming up i was feeling in this movie like the way that they're friends you know that they are friends with each other yeah and um it it almost feels like if they trusted each other enough to or if peter was like hey i'm spider-man earlier you know or some somehow they got like that other step closer they could have like teamed up and yeah i don't know you know in a different world Mm -hmm. spider-man and harry osborne are like you know a duo that's one of my favorite things about the third movie is when eventually he comes around and mm. helps fight venom and sandman at the end yeah yeah um, it's been a while for the third one i mean the third one has a lot going on so it's okay yeah. if you forget some i remember elements. there being so much too much on. i would say yeah but like <laughs> the overstuffed nature of it it's honestly looking back at it there's not much that i would like want to see really removed because even the stuff that Sam Raimi was obligated to do in terms of mm-hmm. like contract wise, mm-hmm. it's still good because it's still Sam Raimi doing it. It's just like yeah. it's too much of a good thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of just see the arc of like how the Sony films kind of progressed when you watch the Amazing Spider-Mans with the Andrew Garfields, which sure. I like Andrew Garfield. Same. I like Emma yep. Stone. I think they do well in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Spider, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, is like kind of fun. Yeah, just like messy. You know, the both mm-hmm. of those films, you can feel Sony pulling the strings mm. in like every scene, which is kind yeah. of unfortunate because most of the time, in these movies at least, especially the first two, you don't really feel that. It feels more Sam Raimi than anything else. Like, For sure. like totally his thing. Mm-hmm. And then there are certain moments where it's not just like sam raimi it's like sam raimi in like big letters yeah (laughs) and those are the best moments so you know if you go to the second one you have Mm. the whole hospital scene with doc ock and essentially being a horror set piece where the the arms come alive and all that Mm -hmm. um in this one the birth of the green goblin definitely oh yeah um scary also the ending which we kind of talked about while we were watching it which is totally you get the the more traditional spider-man set piece which is he has to save mj he has to choose mj or the trolley full of kids right yeah but once that's all done Mm -hmm. you go to the 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 second set piece which is like Mm -hmm. in a ruined building covered in vines yeah and it's like gothic and dark and the music (laughs) cuts out entirely Mm. and there's like a whole bunch of just vicious punches and spider-man and green goblin are going at it and it's pretty intense um yeah spider-man is messed up by the end of that for sure and that's the kind of stuff when returning to these movies where you're like i don't know if i would see this now in Mm. uh like a modern yeah spider-man or a new superhero movie Mm -hmm. because in a way they've Mm. kind of been commercialized in such a way to sand off the more intense edges 
sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, same with the Aunt May scene where she gets attacked. Mm-hmm. Or the scene where he goes in to save the baby or that other person in there. Yeah. And Ooh. there's like that scary stuff. screams. The, yeah, the screams that are we yeah. find out from the Green Goblin. There's a lot of jump scares in this movie. Yeah. Stuff that you can tell Sam Raimi has no problem putting in yeah. and kind of allowing it to flourish. It's interesting, yeah, thinking they're, the studios maybe are trying to make an even more um like close representation of the comic books by you know eliminating any yeah like director flair that there could be you know right. it's like no this has to be even closer to the comics like mm-hmm. to use that stuff you know instead of your own ideas or your own right flair yeah and and I, I think there's an interesting balance as to like how well he's able to bring the comics to life and how well he kind of puts in his own sensibility mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch the the Unity Parade scene, which is kind of the first major set piece between the Green Goblin and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And you have the mm-hmm. scene where the Green Goblin is, out, am I? And he throws mm-hmm. his, his pumpkin bomb and it destroys the board of directors. Yeah. You know, in the script, I'm no. I don't think it says. We should look it up. Honestly, we should. I don't think it says these. uh, The board of directors disintegrate into skeletons before collapsing into bone. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't think it says that. I think Sam Raimi read board of directors gets blown up, and he's like, yeah, skeletons, right? Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity. (laughs) This is the perfect opportunity to throw in some skeletons. (laughs) And that end part too, when they're in that. that demolished building or whatever mm-hmm. um uh, spider-man like pulls the wall down on green goblin mm-hmm. and then green goblin like you know his arm bursts up through the rubble and you get that moment too which is like oh, yeah. standard sam raimi oh it's it's primo <laughs> <laughs> yeah it feels like you know his signature where it's like all right where's the hand gonna pop up mm-hmm. um and, you know, for as much as I've, like, seen a lot of Sam Raimi's stuff and, like, understand his style and, like, the camera movement and stuff, I still didn't really put together that, like, iconic hand, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of the grave yeah. or um, imagery. Like, I never really, like, attributed that to him so much. But then um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness... There's a part where, you know, one of the Doctor Stranges is like a corpse mm-hmm. and he buries it, you know, um, and then it gets reanimated and like the hand pops up and it's so dramatic, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, man, cool. Like you love horror movies. Yeah. And then that one kind of was like, oh, man, he he does that. Like he loves that shit. And then. You know, and then so rewatching Spider Man and pointing that out because in Doctor Strange it's like a close up, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a big moment. Um, in Spider Man, it's like a much wider shot, and it's just really like Green Goblin trying to get out of the rubble, but intently with his hand and arm first coming out, coming up out of the grave. Yeah, the the gesture of it is very intentional. Yes. For sure. Yeah, even though the camera's like not super close, but it's still like, oh, there it is. He yeah. did it. He did mm-hmm. the thing. I love it. You know, uh, 
he has such a fun style. I love watching his movies because you can tell that he likes to watch them mm. or he's making mm-hmm. things that he wants to watch. Yeah. Um, his love of universal monster horror, of classic mm. horror, of slapstick. Yeah. It all comes together in his sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he at this point in making this movie, you know, he was raised, you know, he was making Evil Dead, I think, by the time he was 18 years old. You know, it's like so yeah. much of like his initial, like the stuff that makes Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi mm-hmm. is childhood, you know, intuition and like eagerness, yeah, you know, yeah. like he he was a teen loving this shit, like mm-hmm. making it without mm-hmm. a sense of like, I don't know, a more grounded approach or a more yeah. like adult sensibility. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. strap this camera, this plank of wood and let's run it through the woods. Exactly. Let's let, let's just do it. Um, and so much of that energy has never really left him, you know, mm-hmm. as much as watching Dr. Strange, I wasn't really that hot on it simply yeah. because there's a lot, there's like not a lot of Sam Raimi. What's there is cool, but yeah. there's a lot of like surrounding stuff that's just it's just the marvel movie exactly what you just were saying the exposition the kind of the the cameos the the insistence of like explaining itself you know that movie if you compare that movie to Mm spider-man it's just the lack of movement the energy is really down yeah um but there are sustained sustained kind of sequences in mm-hmm. multiverse of madness where you can tell yeah. he was able to kind of let loose which is cool yeah um some is better than nothing i guess yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like he's he deserves it he earns the you know at least a little bit of having right. fun you know within the confines of yeah the marvel studio but then you know I would prefer to see something more like Drag Me to Hell, where after he Dude. made Spider-Man 3 and he had a terrible time, yeah, uh, he was like, I'm going to just go make a small, simple horror movie. And that might be the most Sam Raimi movie of his entire I filmography. It so much. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the shot with the ruler, <laughs> or, you know, the... the old lady is, like, terrorizing the younger main girl mm-hmm. in the in her car in the parking lot and and she likes the younger girl stabs the old lady like in the mouth yeah. with the ruler with his ruler and like the shot the camera angles like from the pov of the lady mm-hmm. you know but and you see like the ruler sticking out from the side of the frame mm-hmm. like into frame as if it's go- coming past you know it's in your mouth yeah and that shot is just like so burned into my head since I saw that in the theater. And that was like, dude, that ruler shot, man. It's an amazing movie for being PG-13, uh, mm. which a lot of people don't realize. Mm. There was an unrated cut that came out that added a little bit more to it. Okay, maybe that's, maybe, because I, I watched that recently. Um, but I, I felt, that yeah. that shot is still in, that's not like yeah. that's something that's cut out. It You know, yeah. it's not like the PG-13 cut is compromised in a lot yeah. of ways. It's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty gnarly for what it, what it allows. so cool. Justin Long is great too. He's great. Love seeing him in anything horror. Mm-hmm. Jeepers Creepers, yeah. Tusk. Drag me to hell, barbarian. Yeah. I mean, that's a resume. It's <laughs> really strong stuff. Yeah, he is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, talking about Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. it's fun to 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 watch this movie 
and yeah. understand, okay, origin story, Spider-Man, big Marvel character. Mm-hmm. A lot of investors are riding on this success, yeah. right? Comic book movies like aren't really hip, uh, nor have they like really been done well like yeah. up to this point. Nor have we seen like an awesome cinematic Spider-Man flying through the city, you know, swinging around. Mm-hmm. Like so, a lot of feel like a lot of uh, firsts for this movie too. You know, yeah. like a lot of groundbreaking stuff just in like moving the comic book movie forward making it you know taking it more seriously like see how good this movie it's just a good movie that's the thing that really stuck out to me on this viewing you know and yeah. i was talking to my buddy too like hey we watched spider-man and he was like dude it holds up yeah you know like totally unprompted and i was like exactly you know like mm-hmm. it's just it could be on the conversation of best movies like ever made yeah. just because it's like every part of it just is nailed it's really like it's really pretty much beat for beat perfect in a lot of ways yeah. i i feel like the ambition of it is a lot smaller than something like spider-man 2 and i think that's mm-hmm. why i gravitate towards spider-man 2 whereas yeah i remember liking that one uh, feeling like it's bigger it's it's better it, you know, it that like, one was also a little bit messier uh, mm. It has some moments where it lulls, where it drags a little bit, but the high points in that are pretty beyond what this one I think is capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to say this one's bad by any means. Yeah, it has to set set the stage. And having it be smaller is yeah, it feels like there's just a little bit more room for Sam Raimi to play around in, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. Not that he didn't get to play around in the second one. Yeah. My goodness, yeah. you know, yeah. the second one is so much incredible imagery i think of that scene where spider-man like the the camera travels through the city and then all of a sudden you get into the reflection of doc ock's sunglasses Mm, yeah 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 like this moment of just pure fluidity it's super accomplished the Mm -hmm. the second film um but what's cool is that like we talk about something like drag me to hell and then you watch this and you're like the difference isn't that vast no like this is a big property has fast food tie-ins and action figures you know drag me to hell is never gonna have that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but the fact that the difference is not as vast you know Mm -hmm. nowadays it is like if you watch something like drag me to hell and then you watch multiverse of madness you know the corporations have battened down the hatches a bit yeah you 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 see that you see a pretty clear difference Mm -hmm. as to a director who is able to go go and do what he wants Mm -hmm. and someone who's a little more restrained and pulled back by the forces that be right yeah i was really excited for multiverse of madness because of it being like sam raimi's next movie in 13 years or something yeah ever since oz oh which also you know a lot of people don't talk about has more sam raimi in it than you'd think but it still is a disney yeah production right yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah and then so i yeah like i've been wanting to rewatch multiverse of madness i did like it i was Mm -hmm. finding myself you know tied up more in the themes of like the can't you be happy just because there's a version of you out there that is happy mm-hmm. it's like no i can't uh destroy the world <laughs> destroy the universe please scarlet witch is much more relatable in that than yeah. you know like the the villain is textured and has a mm-hmm. lot of detail you mm-hmm. know so that that was her movie 
and she does it really well, you know, but it is, yeah. it does kind of suck after WandaVision, which, you know, so I heard kind mm. of made her a really three dimensional heroine mm. to then kind of throw her into a more just mm. kind of villain esque yeah. role. But yeah. I think I was having the, the Raimi tinted glasses too on for sure. watching Multiverse of Madness because it was just like, I'm just hyped to like see another one of his movies. I like that he's getting that bag. He's getting that money. Yeah. I like watching mm-hmm. it, like the scene where there's the, the corpse Doctor Strange. So and, cool. And then there's like the black demons or whatever. Yeah. Those like those ghouls. Oh that, yeah. That was cool. That was the best. A lot of neat stuff so there. So cool. And like the, the sounds of the skulls too. Oh yeah. Know, the, like, there is some Raimi touches. I will not say. Yeah. I won't say that there aren't any. For sure. It and I recognize that now that it's like mm-hmm. not as like not nearly as flary as Spider Man, the yeah. original. Um I I read this tweet that was like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, there's like three scenes that are pure uncut Raimi and then the rest is like a Disney Plus show. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like mm-hmm. depressing, but it is kind of true that yeah. he was given a few sustained moments to really be like, okay. You have to fill the time, like make it yeah. fun, make it lively. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it is like, oh, multiverse, fantastic four, you yeah. know, and all that stuff. And which you is think like, uh, Doctor Strange would open even more doors for weirdness like, yeah. for Raimi than Spider-Man, you know, but then, yeah, for it to be like so confined mm-hmm. um, does kind of suck because, yeah, just maybe he should just make a new regular original movie like uh-huh. you know drag me to hell 2 or I, something oh my god if you made a drag me to hell 2 i would <laughs> piss my pants yeah dude i'd piss your pants <laughs> get out of here <laughs> no, you uh, th- this podcast is over <laughs> <laughs> um well i mean i feel like we've been going off topic so much but you know it's not just sam raimi that makes this movie great Mm -hmm. i also want to talk about cliff robertson and rosemary harris Mm -hmm. as uncle ben Mm -hmm. and aunt may oh yeah because as much as i love seeing uh, marissa tomei as aunt may uh, uh, sally field she was good yeah um there's something about rosemary harris and cliff robertson that is just it's pure it's beautiful yeah uh, reminds me a lot of my parents since they were older. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the idea of like uh, just trying to relate to this kid yeah. and like trying to, as he's going through these changes and trying to give him what he wants, give him the space that he needs mm-hmm. and then trying to talk to him and he like neglects it and like, yeah. like resents what they're trying to tell him. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. main conversation between Cliff Robertson, you know, with Uncle Ben and Peter right in front of the library is brutal Mm -hmm. because you can tell that Peter cares about them fully and the, the, you just want to slap him upside the head for a second be like, just listen, you don't have to, you don't have to go after it. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to go after this. You don't have to push it. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes the origin so, so strong and so emotional. Yeah. You know, when you, when, when you find out that he was shot and you know, there's that final moment where, he wants to say something to Peter and then he just dies. It's mm, it's difficult and yeah. sad. Um, these actors make this movie in a lot of ways. They, get, they give that broad comic book material mm-hmm. the sincerity that it deserves. Yes. Um, so I, you know, I really, I cannot hesitate 
to to mention though those two wonderful actors yeah and also willem dafoe as the dr jekyll and mr hyde of this movie oh my god yeah willem dafoe is insane <laughs> he's so uh, good incredible here right just like just like even just his eyes yeah you know just, just closes his eyes just a little bit it's like oh my god yeah like how he's like suspicious of peter in that thanksgiving scene yeah. great scene yeah um yeah how he like kind of is looking around and he's like He's already kind of suspicious, and he he kind of is Green Goblin esque in that moment because he's like kind of a slob. Yeah, he? he's just coming off of he's some, woozy, right? Yeah. Because he he's get he's coming back to Norman, his mm-hmm. version of mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but that scene shows that was starting to blend. Norman was going to be gone more and more, and the Green Goblin yeah. was going to be around all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was feeling a lot more sympathetic for Norman too this mm-hmm. time, feeling like he's in there somewhere, and he knows this is like wrong, or he doesn't want it to be this far. Mm-hmm. Even though, when you know, back to formula in the beginning, when they're like, where they're like, we can't do this, you know. Yeah, he's not affected by the drugs at that point you know but mm-hmm. his own his own ego you know pushing him forward to even do the test in the first place so maybe that you know that good guy norman wasn't really that big of a part of him until the like separation right. you know of the monster and the the innocent guy all the stuff of him talking to the green goblin you know, oh, it's pure horror movie bliss for me. I love seeing him. You know, there's like part of that mirror scene mm-hmm. where you get to see him do the two voices, like the two styles, you know, the two characters yeah. like back to back before it starts cutting. And then those edits just make it even more like fractured. Mm-hmm. So cool. And yeah, what a performance. No, it's... uh he's amazing and uh it's just like a perfect comic book performance you know like i think of him as one of the great comic book villains because he just really captures he isn't afraid to go there Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just like heath ledger wasn't afraid to go there and you know i i hesitate to say like you know that these roles like take a lot out of an actor but i don't know these actors you know and i don't know what they're going through personally in addition to Mm -hmm. the work that they're tasked to deal with yeah but i can i can imagine it was probably pretty difficult for willem dafoe to play this simply because of just the energy involved yeah and like the cackling laugh that he has to do is just insane like Mm -hmm. i can't imagine doing that day in day out in addition to all the pyrotechnics of being on the glider and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which he did a lot of his own stunts for so yeah yeah um really just an incredible antagonist for this movie mm-hmm. a great first antagonist for yeah. spider-man classic villain mm-hmm. yeah. everybody loves the green goblin mm-hmm. i mean come on mm-hmm. he's fucking awesome yeah yeah um, <laughs> partial to hobgoblin myself <laughs> um but uh i also love how easily this movie sets up the sequel you know we've already talked about oh, yeah. uh Peter uh, and Harry kind of having Mm -hmm. this weird moment at the end where they're burying Norman Osborn Mm -hmm. and it sets up to almost too perfectly. Like it's incredibly well done. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the end conversation with MJ and Peter also perfectly sets up this, this fact that he so clearly wants to be with Mm -hmm. her, but with 
the way that he is and these changes that he's going through, he cannot in any good conscience do that. Yeah. But then that leads to the second one where he's like, well, I want it all, mm. you know, and he's stuck balancing a job and school and Spider-Man yeah. and being there for his friends. It's a very relatable yeah. movie. Um, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is that like, um, you know, his sacrifice to not be in love with anybody or, yeah. you know, to not to not be with anybody or, you know, like I can't because it'll make you in danger mm-hmm. so like i have to do whatever i can to like push you away or at least keep you away mm-hmm. and it's just like lonely you know yeah even though i think you imagine spider-man is like you know happy-go-lucky kind of nerdy or whatever like silly fun kid you know there's also that that loneliness in there as well um and yeah how he's like you know, poor and yeah. can't like, uh, um, you know, being Spider-Man doesn't pay anything. Yeah, no, that's, I, I was telling you about how mm-hmm. the comics are set up where he's like, I'll just be Spider-Man and make money that way. And mm-hmm. so he's like entering competitions and stuff and like showing off on like, you know, s- stuff like the Ed Sullivan show and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at one point they're like, here's Spider-Man, what should we make the check out to? And he's like, well, Spider-Man. I'm like, well, we need something for your tax records. Yeah. And he's like, you can't just put just put Spider-Man on it. And then he goes to because he's a kid, he goes to cash it, and they're like, we, you can't, you could just be a guy in the suit. How do we know you're Spider-Man? You know? And he's like, well, Drat, I'm gonna have to make more money. So he goes yeah. to the Fantastic Four. He like asks for a job. It's so funny, but like, yeah, that's what the movie kind of you know it gives off this idea of like he's a believable middle lower middle class kid mm-hmm. who is you know smart and like like eager to take on the world but now because of this curse that he has yeah he can't find a way to make any of it really work in mm-hmm. in his favor mm-hmm. um so that's you know that's what this movie sets up in two and that's yeah. why two is so strong is because it takes all of that baggage that this movie sets up and mm. kind of really evokes it in a really strong way so that's cool i'm gonna have to watch that one again as well yeah i've been like getting close but yeah i don't have a disney plus account well, luckily you can just borrow my blu-ray I don't need to just borrow yeah blu-ray. you can just slide that over <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um i feel like we're probably good to yeah let's let's talk uh cory would you give this another look oh absolutely um it's just so Every part of it is so good. The cast, the music, um, the lighting, mm-hmm. the performances. I mean, like the casting, J.K. Simmons. Oh, my God. We didn't even you know, mention him. He's so good. He's like the only person to, that could ever play. You know, he was born to play J. Jonah Jameson. Um, J is even one of his initials already. So yeah, no, um, it's it's so perfect. Um, yeah. The moment where the Green Goblin bursts into mm. the, his office mm-hmm. and he's like, "Where's Spider Man? You should know." And he's like, "I don't know. We get him through the we get the pictures through the mail. It's like yeah. a real one." Yeah, yeah, does not give up his freelancers. So mm-hmm. good for good for JJ. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, the cast, the performances, the the lighting, the compositions the mm-hmm. pacing like the story the script you know no it's um, it's all the jokes the characters um yeah everything just feels like so 
you know, like eight out of 10, at least, mm-hmm. if not nine to tens out of tens in every category. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just such a well-made film. Yeah. Just bottom line. doesn't matter what it's about. Just the, you know, the scenes merge together so well. And like, yeah, I love parts when the scene, like the dialogue's over and then it just like fades, you know, mm-hmm. scenes over next we're done no 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 like sometimes so many movies now they feel like they have five to ten seconds of extra fat at the end of every Mm -hmm. scene and it's like why aren't you cutting Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like not not that that makes a huge difference in terms of the length but it makes a difference in terms of the pacing yeah and how the movie feels Mm -hmm. unless you're going for something more durational and you're looking to do that i'm talking more about like commercial films that for some reason they just want to hold on this scene and i'm like mm-hmm. get me to the next part i'm done yeah. with this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get moving this yeah. movie is it's so fast musical it's almost yeah, um in yeah. terms of how it moves um of course i'm giving this a yes to another oh, look easily yeah um yeah like i've been saying i don't think it's to the level of the second one mm-hmm. but i also admire the movement of this movie more and the feeling i think yeah. more it's a little more like sincere g whiz it doesn't have the complications yeah that the second one does but the the complications like in the scene in uh, spider-man 2 where for peter's birthday aunt may is like struggling with the bills but she still finds the time to give him 20 dollars, mm. and he's like i can't take this and she's like you're gonna take it And there's like just this moment, you know, it develops on the themes of what the first one sets up so well. That's awesome. But I mean, in terms of this movie, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing, you could say. I would say uh, spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Corey, as always. Yeah, this is great. Great pick. No. That's awesome. Thank you so much for watching what I show. Yeah. No, dude, I love movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me too <laughs> and always thank you so much for coming on and talking yeah. talking movies with yeah you. let's get that handshake on air handshake Very everybody good. to our listeners thanks for listening yeah see you next week on another look bye bye bye